Welcome into Two for One Drafts. Austin Gale here with Mike Renner on the Monday edition of Two for One Drafts, fresh from our trip back from Indianapolis here back in Cincinnati with the new mics, the new headsets, feeling good. How are you doing, Renner? Let's say I feel like a new mic at this point after the weekend. <laughs> I didn't do shit all weekend, thank God, because I sat on the couch, watched the combine, and it was great. Dude, great. you're out of commission on Friday. Yeah. No, was it Thursday? No, it was, it was Friday. Friday. I mean, I rolled in and I was like, dude, I can't do this serious show. I had a voice. I had a radio hit about a 45 minutes before, and my voice cracked no fewer than three times. I yeah. felt like I was 12 years old. I was talking to Solomon Wilcott's colleague and here at PFF, former cigarette. Cincinnati Bengal, great on the radio. By the way, he has such a good radio voice. He was yes. telling me, "Hey, I got some remedies for Renner when he's ready to help him keep a voice through a full week." So. Uh, he said to me, do like I want to know late tonight, like nine, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. Is he going to be massaging my throat? Uh, potentially. He didn't mention that, but it definitely wasn't out of the, out of the question. All right, let's dive yes, into this. We, we didn't have an opportunity on Friday to record a podcast. We apologize for that. Well, Mike no, apologizes I, for that. But no we're going to do a nice combine review over the next few days here. This first one's going to be winners and losers on the offensive side of the ball, offensive positions that mm-hmm. won and lost at the combine. And then on the Wednesday, we are going to do a version with the defensive players. It should be good. A lot of winners. Not many losers i i feel and that's important like you don't want legit losers fallers a, a ton of them because it's very hard to lose significantly at the combine but i, do I was think- i was just gonna say i feel like more guys f- fall down the board though because you just like if you're a bad athlete that's you, you don't want to draft a bad athlete like, yeah you fall down the board if a guy's a great athlete so like uh gosh denzel mim henry ruggs mm-hmm. henry ruggs you could tell like yeah. that do a special on tape yeah, like, yeah, yeah yes he's gonna be a winner because his numbers were nuts but it's like were you really surprised here when you ran a four two seven? Would you really yeah. come in and were like, oh, I wouldn't call my him God. a riser though. I wouldn't call that? Henry Ruggs a riser. Say, it's a win- winners and losers. These aren't necessarily risers and fallers. Mm-hmm. There's, for in my mind, on my board, I went back and like I'm going to rejig for the new top one fifty. And in my mind a lot more fallers from the testing than necessarily guys moving up. Boards. Okay, interesting. Well, that that new big board comes out on Tuesday. Going to have a rejig of the top 150 players in the 2020 NFL draft on PFF.com. We'll probably run through that a little bit on the Wednesday podcast as well. I'm also talking to Tristan Worse, the off- Iowa offensive lineman who blew up the combine. If you want to highlight a winner, that guy won and yeah. then some. Talking to him tonight about his combine, about what's what's next, what have teams told him. So that'll be stitched into that the Wednesday. Build. We'll get to it a little later, but that guy's builds on like anything ever seen no like his, it's like aaron donald-esque i almost comped him to aaron donald like that build is absurd if, if his legs matched his upper half like if it was like the same thickness and like size throughout he'd be like 420 pounds he's got the <laughs> biggest legs and then just kind of like not much for an upper body but i mean that's kind of what you want yeah offensive lineman you, you want that power if it's going to be anywhere to be in his legs yeah high cut for a running back this guy's low cut he's like like it, it was absurd long I, cut long <laughs> Whatever it was. But Tristan Wirfs, I'm talking to him later today. That'll get stitched into the Wednesday pod. Got a lot of good, lot of good things. On Friday, we're actually going to have Chris Trapasso on the podcast. So that'll CBS be great. Sports. The CBS Sports draft analyst had a few beers with him at the Combine. Yeah, he was at the live show that we did, which was not a disaster. Not a disaster. Surprisingly. If you were in Indianapolis for the live show, we definitely appreciate you. All right, let's start with the quarterback position. No losers here. No no fallers, really, from the quarterback position. But we did have a winner here, Jalen Hurts, because I was under the impression that I thought Justin Herbert might test better than Jalen Hurts. But Jalen Hurts turned in a good Combine show that he was actually a running threat. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. If he ran like a 4-7 flat and didn't have good athleticism test numbers at 222 pounds, then you're kind of like, eh, yeah, you got to respect the option threat there, but you're not actually a value add in the yep. run game. Four five nine, like that, he could pass for running back. Six one two twenty two. They, they uh, comped four, five, him on nine. NFL's show. Le'Veon, to Le'Veon Bell. Bell. Yeah, I mean, like he has similar testing number. Now Le'Veon Bell was fat coming out, and then like got ripped after same his rookie season. 
we've all been there. Uh, but yeah, Jalen Hurts legitimately proved that I think if you know you want to use him as as like a true running back, like true QB power runs in your offense. By all means, he can run that, and I think well, we didn't really see that so. on tape though, because going into this week, you, kind you, you kind of you said like maybe does he have that athleticism? We kind of questioned it, but he did it's just rare to see him really open throttle. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's fair. That's fair. Let's run mm-hmm. through the numbers: six foot one, two hundred twenty-two pounds, had a four five nine forty yard dash, thirty five inch vertical, and one hundred twenty five inch broad, which is impressive. He did not test into three cone. Or the twenty yard shuttle. Wanted to see some change of direction from him, but we had a lot of guys, a lot of guys at the combine bowed out of the cone and the twenty yard shuttle after seeing on day one that these wide receivers are testing a lot slower than we expected. Yeah, we'll get to some of those in a second. Now, Bill Gallimore's blows me away. <laughs> like his three cone is so much worse than what you thought he would be from a lateral agility standpoint. Did you? I mean, I always thought he was kind of just like explosive. an explosive guy. Really? Not necessarily like he's not like shaking offensive lineman. Well, we'll get to that in the next pod. But like, yeah, there were a lot of bad cones and shuttles. I think the late night testing. They said they were getting these guys up at six a.m. and then having them test like a that's twelve absurd. hours later. Yeah, which doesn't. What are you them. eating during the day? Like a lot of that factors yeah, in. We actually have. So I was talking to George Tahuri before this podcast and saying, "Hey, we really need to pull the numbers and look at like average cones by position and look at this year because I do think it's going to yeah. be significantly lower." The, the, that was the fewest guys I've seen I can recall testing. Yeah, like, and, and completing the majority injuries of the too. There were a lot of injuries this combine. People well, pulled well, up and things like, like that. The people saying, "Oh, I'm injured," is like yeah. a pull. Well, had, but but also, had, like actually in the drills, guys pulling up hamstrings, that sort of thing. It was not a good look. I mean, I will say that. But like testing later, yes, you get more prime time or whatever it was. But like receivers ran slower than we thought of. All these kinds of things. Let's just ju- jump forward here. We're going to go to the running back position. A lot of risers or a lot of winners from from this uh, from this combine here. Jonathan Taylor got to start with him. I mean, four three nine at his size was very very impressive. You had you knew that top speed was there, mm-hmm. but there's something about seeing it, seeing it at that size. He tested very well, very explosive, good speed for a running back. Yeah, and the more important thing here was the cones. Cone shuttle seven seven point oh one cones, a solid cone for a big back, and then four two four shuttle. And like we said, the shuttles are bad for a lot of people. Those are very good times mm-hmm. for a two hundred twenty six pound back. So I think that change of direction ability, that cutting ability. Yes, you see it on tape. He is a very much a one-cut runner, can stop on a dime and get going. But that's, you know, he's not going to be one of the guys we, we call the winner here we're going to get to in a second is A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon struggled, kind of struggled in, oh, in absolutely. those drills. Uh, very much when you saw him uh, in space is a stiffer dude. That's not the case with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, running through the numbers now. Five foot ten, two 226 pounds. I love that build for a running back. 439, 40-yard dash, a 36-inch vertical, 123-inch broad, three cone, 701 second, and 20-yard shuttle, 424. Let's see you transfer those broad numbers to uh, feet and inches in your head right here. Uh, oh, man, that's going to be very difficult. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't know if I'm ready ready for that all right uh another let's jump to aj Dillon because i do think he had a he won the combine not won the combine but was a winner at the combine but i I, was he a great winner though that change of direction still concerns me yeah i was gonna say you saw him do the deuce drill and it looked oh man like maybe me doing the deuce drill i mean it's like it didn't look good like his feet are not i don't know how to like something they don't necessarily measure in any of the cone shuttle that sort of thing but the feet weren't good yeah let's just say that yeah. he doesn't have good feet i mean steve Rex, was saying he was Rex Ryan's board. steve was saying he was talking to some nfl guys in indianapolis and they're saying they're going to start timing all of those drills they're going to time the deuce drill they're going to time these different things to actually get like legitimate times and stuff for all of the stuff that they're doing down there i'd be very interested to see timed deuce drills because those some guys were blowing through that thing like cam Akers. Yeah. i thought clyde edwards hilaire was great in that one but other guys like aj dylan it looks like he was fumbling through those bags came in at six foot 247 pounds 
Williams. Great vertical, 41 inches, 4.53, 40-yard dash for a kid that's over over 245 pounds. It was impressive. But the cone. You tried to call him fat once. I did try to call him fat, but that dude is not fat at all. He Hopefully is a, you don't, we don't interview him. Yeah, that would be though. that would be a concern. But he, he's definitely not a fat yeah. not a fat guy. He is a, he's rocked up. All right, another winner here is Cam Akers. We predicted him as a winner. He came in, blew it up quite a bit. And I think Cam Akers looked good in the deuce drill yes. and other things. And that was the thing. It's just pretty much across the board tick boxes. It looked good on the field drills, catching the football, 10-2 broad, 35-and-a-half-inch vertical. Those are nice explosion numbers. Uh, the shuttle was a little weak at 4-4-2, but you know, a lot of guys' shuttles uh, were not the best. And then 4-4-7-40 is, a, is just a good time. You're under 4-5 yeah. as a running back. It's a very good time. I don't care who you are. At 5-foot-10, 217 pounds, yeah, that's a good time. At like, basically ideal running back size. You know, 5-10, 220 is your prototypical running back. He's right around there. Yep. All right, then you have Darius Anderson of TCU who rebranded to Jet Anderson. That right the there. Is already a, a win. Yeah. That's <laughs> so. why he won the combine, really. But uh, you also saw him as a winner in Indy. Yeah, I mean, his – so 4 6 one does sound great off the rip, but 36 inch vertical and then 10 foot eight broad jump are fantastic numbers for mm-hmm. running back. That is an explosive dude. That's who he's going to be. That's what that's what helps you when you see a guy have off the charts broad and vertical jump numbers like that. Those are the guys who have you know guys bounce off their legs when you have yeah. that much explosion in your lower half. That's a good. It's thing a shame the that NFL. the the jumps do not get more publicity and the cone and the shuttle don't get more t- yeah. publicity because like the forty yard dash is great, you, but like you really find out about a lot of these players, especially at running back too. It's like these jumps and these that's, cones. That's the thing. The forty yard dash it takes place on about once you get to the NFL. 10 to 15 runs a year? Are you mm-hmm. really out in the open field, 8-plus yards turn it field, up. really cranking it to full speed? The, everything else besides that is, again, every play. the shuttles, the cone. <laughs> yeah, every, every, pretty much, like I said, the other 250 carries or whatever. Yeah. Especially the running back position, that explosiveness yeah. and that change of direction that is highlighted in the jumps and the, and the cone the shuttle shows up on every play. Mm-hmm. Like You have to be explosive and you have to change direction at a high level to succeed in the NFL at the running back position on every play. 40-yard dash, if you're getting to 40 yards in 4-6 seconds versus 4-4, I don't really care. I need to know where you're getting in 10, where you're getting in 5, and those, those short area quickness, much more important. Uh, Alright, last guy, Antonio Gibson. Not listed at the running backs, did not Run with the running backs, but oh man, two hundred twenty-six oh, pounds, four three nine forty. We knew this guy was special, but he really proved it. Put an exclamation point on his evaluation. He got lost because he tested with the wide receivers. He should have tested with the running backs because he would have been that storyline. You have to think NFL teams are smarter than that, though. Like to get lost, like he's not going to get lost. Like and to, oh, no, I'm just saying, like lost in the hype. Lost. Yes, lost in the like, hype for his Instagram like, followers. He's just, he would have gotten way more had he gone Saturday night. And that's, gotcha. That's a fact. He just so four three nine again, like wide receivers there's a bunch that are going to run faster than 439 but none of them were 228 pounds running faster than oh yeah i said 226 228 six foot i mean 439 that is just ridiculous and that nearly a 10 foot broad and a 35 inch vertical like those are stupid numbers mm-hmm. this guy sleep no longer yeah he, he should be he was like and we've talked about him before the tape the tape shows an yeah. unpolished route runner that would struggle to be a receiver at the next level exactly. but if you get him involved in the backfield and and he was listed as a catch, running back at like, the senior yeah. bowl he was listed as a running back at the senior bowl he can catch the football well I, I mean put him in a tony pollard role i mean like why not like i i see that like being a good option for him at the next level what was memphis doing though someone needs to like look into this what was mike norville doing at memphis recruiting tony pollard daryl henderson this guy Antonio couldn't even Gibson. see the field behind him. <laughs> and Gibson couldn't even see the field behind the in front. Like he couldn't see the field because of those guys. This is yeah, pretty absurd. They I mean, recruited some speed and some some good speed, good size combinations yeah. at Memphis. You don't hear that a ton. All right, let's go to the downs for the running backs. Some losers. I, I, losers so aggressive. I'd say negatives or whatever it may mm. be. But Zach Moss did not have. Are you any, having like 
flashbacks to high school. Like, no, don't go on. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, that was kind of rude, actually. <laughs> I peaked in high school, Mike, so I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, uh, down, Zach Moss did not have a good week in Indianapolis. Yeah. He was PFF's top running back entering the combine. Do you see him staying put even after an okay, <sighs> okay, unathletic combine? As we expected, I have but, to go. I'm going to rewatch uh-huh. him and, uh, gosh, names eluding me, George running back, DeAndre Swift, yeah. uh, later today. And it's going to be a conversation because Moss, those are just like four six five forty, thirty three inch vertical jump. Didn't do broad, didn't do three cone. Which like if you don't do the three cone, but you do the shuttle. I don't know why people do that, but like four three seven shuttle is not encouraging. That was bad. either. Now he's a bigger back. I thought so when I saw the four six five forty yard dash, I was like, oh man, that's not good. But I think his cone and shuttle will be good. And then then you see the shuttle, like oh man. And then so I saw this. I didn't expect him to test well. A lot of his game is you know. On balance, like it's yeah. like, like staying up, I but mean, again, these are these are numbers that you just can't you you really struggle to be happy with. No, yeah, it's, five nine two twenty three is a horse. Though. I mean, it's a big dude, uh, and you don't see a lot of dudes that squatty at the running back position. That you get a lot. I mean, of that play speaks to the that. balance too. He's balanced. built low yeah. to the ground, built low to the ground. But like you would have liked at least like a vert or a broad to be like, oh, okay, like he's this will translate well to the next level. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's just different once you get to the NFL. Once you get against better competition. That when you that tackle you may have broken by a little bit in college, you don't break once you get to the NFL. So I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and watch. Like I said, he may be falling off the RB one spot. Yeah. Not that I mean, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's tape is good. Too. I mean, they, 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 there's, there's good. Would, there's you know? good Jonathan Taylor tape too. Yeah. I'm not round one tape. I think there's people saying he could be in the round one conversation. I, but there is good day two tape oh, yeah. on Jonathan Taylor uh, for sure, and he tested really well. The comp on player profiler right now is Ezekiel Elliott, which I don't even know if it's good. Like you, got, you want to be better than Ezekiel Elliott yeah. next level. Anyway, Javon Leak of Maryland is another running back that tagged as a loser yeah. in this podcast. Six foot, two hundred fifteen pounds. Just a four six five forty yard dash, no cone, no shuttle. So he was the backup to Anthony McFarland at Maryland. Averaged over eight yards a carry on like one hundred forty seven carries in his career. So he was kind of like limited time, but when he was in the field, it was dope and he had a lot of big plays. But four six five, and he just looked like he had never caught a ball when he got to the on field drills, Yikes. which is just as valuable. Like if you just look out of place there. You stick out pretty quick. You know who didn't look like they'd know how to catch a ball is that guy who got domed in the mouth. Uh, the USF. Mitchell Wilcox? The tight end, yeah. So he, got, he gets hit in the teeth, okay? And it's not a great start. You hate to see that. Mm-hmm. Didn't listen to directions because he looked the other way, whatever. Then after that, bobble. yeah, just bobble after Drop. bobble. I mean, yeah. to be fair, he was probably pretty dazed and confused. That but that was such yeah. a tough, tough start. And it's funny, but also at the same time, like, that's see. part of it. That's yeah. part of it. Like, hey, look this way when you start the gauntlet. Oh, call. this actually reminds me. I was... Of uh, I went to a showcase in high school. This is gosh, a baseball story, but like I, the first thing I thought of was uh, I went to a showcase, this baseball showcase in high school, and it's a drill. As an outfielder, you pick it up on your left. You got to do the crow hop, and then you throw to third base, and then on the first one, then you throw to home. Everyone, I'm the last person in this drill. Everyone goes third base, and the next one to home. I pick it up, first throw straight to home, and they're like, "How do you not know which base to throw it to?" You're so I felt like him. I felt like that guy. It happens. Can't believe we just bought a it baseball to... story up on the podcast. I know. I feel Steve like solo for a second here. All right, that's going to do I, it for I running backs because it, because you just feel like an idiot. It's just like in the moment you're so nervous yeah. to like do it exactly right, mm-hmm. and then it, and then you just 
fuck it up. All right, that's going to do it for the ups and downs on the the pod here. We're going or on the running back position. We're going to go to wide receiver now. A couple ups here, starting with Denzel Mims. I mean, this guy practically broke Twitter. Six 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 three cone at his size was absurd. Tested well across the, the board. The Devils three cone. Yeah, the Devils three cone, and th- this guy's going to be a riser. You have I had him in the first round, number thirty, the Green Bay Packers, in the latest mock draft before the combine. You had him at thirty in a mock Copy draft. You. Yeah, you had him at 30 to the Green Bay Packers in your mock draft that came out today, mm-hmm. and so did Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network. Oh. He's feeling good at number one in the first Both round. Both copied you. Yeah. No, uh, he's, he has to be the first round at this point. Yeah. Those testing numbers are too good. I mean, those are very, very, like, the best overall athletic profile of any of the wide receivers there. Broad off the charts, 40 off the charts. Like, all those numbers are just like an explosive, explosive athlete. I kept saying. Like, he's got he, good size. He looks different at the senior ball than any of the other guys running routes. Like, you, he you, was you, the best one there. It just popped off the tape the way he moves. And, and, I, and the diversity, like the way he ran a more diverse route tree was why I was like, this is actually, uh, I didn't expect this. Because mm-hmm. uh, he didn't do this at Baylor. And like, wasn't even asked to do that. And I expect on those guys who are limited route trees to not be able to get that th- down pat that quickly. So at this point, yes, First round player, and you tweeted this out. Denzel Mims, biggest riser of the draft off season, and I would agree with you. Had a fantastic senior bowl, like I said, ran a diverse route tree. Was beaten down on some cornerbacks there. Weighed in at six foot three, two hundred seven pounds. Ran a four three eight forty yard dash. That is great top speed. Thirty eight and a half inch vertical, six 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 three cone. Like I said, in a four four three shuttle. Very very good day for Denzel Mims. He made himself some money. I don't see him slipping today too. All right, moving forward here, Henry Ruggs. I wouldn't call him a riser, but it was a good day for him. When you run in the four twos, it's a good day for you. Also, I think it was a good week for him because that that video, yeah, that, that video nice circulated ball. of him playing basketball. And yeah. um, I saw Sam Monson tweet out saying that he's never seen a basketball player move on the court like that. He's probably seen like what four full basketball he's watched games, like five games at a YMCA. He probably so couldn't even name like four teams yeah. in the NBA. But anyway, <laughs> interesting take from Sam Monson. But I would agree that he looked different on the basketball court in high school. Yeah, that was that was pretty dope. That was, that was nice basketball. <laughs> My teams. high school and highlights are similar, but I don't know if anyone tweeted him out. Well, and it's like you, you assume a guy like that who's making the, like you assume like Russell Westbrook. That's kind of like what it looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Westbrook 6'3"? <laughs> He's 5'11". Like that 5'11 yeah. guy making ducks like Dude, that. Dude, that guy had some nuts. bounce, yeah. like running bounce. Well, and that was the thing that I kind of was, I don't want to say I questioned, but you just didn't see quite as much of you saw the straight line speed. You didn't see him get off the line as a different dude, just like at the line of scrimmage. But a 42-inch vertical and a 10-11 broad jump means he can. Get, like yes. He has that in Explosive. him to do, that explosiveness. And so, yeah. Like, I, I think Denzel Henry Mims Ruggs. was so busy like blowing people away from an expectation standpoint. But like Henry Ruggs had a day. 5'11", 188 pounds, 42 42-inch vert, like explosiveness, and then some. I was going to say, if Antonio Gibson tested on Saturday, maybe his high school basketball team. True. Out. I bet you Instead his is Ruggs's. actually pretty fine. Yeah. All right. Moving forward here, uh, we're going to go and touch on Justin Jefferson. I mean, people did not expect him to run in the 4-4s. He ends up clocking what a four four three for his time there at six foot three. Oh uh, yeah, six foot no. I'm, I'm missing here. Six foot one, two hundred two pounds. Ran a four four three forty yard dash. Good vertical too. Thirty seven and a half inches. Did not participate in the cone or shuttle. But that four four three is what he needed. People yeah. had question marks about his top speed. Mm-hmm. He answered those. However, he is a big riser, and everyone we talked to, and I'm not exaggerating, everyone we talked to. Was like, yeah, I really like Justin Jefferson, and we even have a, you know, Zach Robinson's yeah. a big fan. I, I mean, well, you can't give out trade secrets. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you had you, you had a lot of people liking Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and again, another guy I got to go back and watch tape on. And, and I, I'm not sure I'm ever going to get completely on board with, hey, you know, draft this guy over guys you've seen do it. Yeah, you, you know, just because 
because of how impactful getting off press is, how much being able to run routes with contact and on the yeah. outside, how valuable, how much more valuable that is than slot production. But like, you can't argue with the ball skills. No, you can't argue with you know his ability after the catch is pretty nice. His his ability to sell routes. Yeah, from the slot. That's where I get more and more on board with when him he being is like, this top receiver is is where you, you bring up the creativity and like him being able to sell routes. Cause like yeah. he runs routes well, despite not being like the level of separator Josh, that these yeah. other guys are. And I think I can get on board with it more and more as you bring that up. Mm-hmm. Loose. Yeah. He's got a loose, loose, loose and deceptive. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think you've run into a handful of those types. Uh, all right. We're going to go to the downs here on the receivers, but again, to tie a bow on Justin Jefferson, I think he's getting a lot of buzz from the right people in Indianapolis when in the first round of your latest mock draft, first round of Daniel Jeremiah's latest, mock Bills. draft i think you're starting to think to the eagles and his yeah you're starting to think about him as a first round player I, you cannot get enough good things about him ran a good 40 yard time I, I feel good about justin jefferson coming up boards going to the downs here jerry judy i mean that 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 shuttle i mean that three cone it, it, it was just not good change Broad of direction jump, for foot. jerry judy yeah he's just not a power he's not like he's not going to if you make contact with him he's not really going to like run through tackles like the guy's not going to be on him and then he's going to break away from him with make like stiff arm yeah. or something like he's gonna have to make you miss completely and weighed in at six foot one 193 pounds had a four four five 40 yard dash which is good but you expected this guy to maybe break into the four threes especially at his weight uh only yeah. had a 35 inch vertical 120 inch broad and did not participate in the cone a four five three shuttle though is ugly that is yeah. just disgusting that's really that's like was it someone said it was like third percentile for wide receivers like all time which is wild to me. Yeah, that you would because he's got. It looks like the tape shows <laughs> this guy dumb. can change direction yeah. well, and he's an athlete. I, I don't know if you want to blame the testing being at night, whatever it may mm-hmm. be, but like it was not a good testing day for Jerry Judy on Thursday. Maybe he got cursed after he had the Star of David and said his name. Come was on, Jew. come on. I don't know. Stop. I don't know how that stuff Just works. Stop. Anyway, so with Jerry Judy, uh, this is the question that everyone wants to know. He's dropping. He's down. He's a faller, a loser from the combine. How far does he go? He doesn't in the first move round? a bit. Down. Really? Yeah. You still I mean, see him as a top ten board. player in this class? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and where do you think his floor is in the first round in the in the mock drafts here? Twelve. Twelve. The Raiders. The Raiders. I don't, like I don't see how if Jerry Judy's there, the Raiders they'd pass him unless like they draft Ceedee Lamb. But I do I do think there will be because of how good this tackle class is. There will be like a hot run on tackles. Yeah. Pretty soon off. Pretty quick off the rip. All. Pretty much all the top guys tested pretty well. And so then if you're taking that many boxes at the tackle position, which we'll get to in a sec, you, you just the guy you're going to be drafting at eight that's an offensive tackle, you're the Arizona Cardinals, compared to C.D. Lamb, the tackle you're drafting in the second round will be nothing like the tackle you can get at eight. Yeah. Whereas the guy you're drafting in the second round wide receiver can, can kind of replicate C.D. Lamb. Now, mm-hmm. I, I think C.D. Lamb, Jerry Jeter special. I've been saying that all along. Going to be very good, very like very much needle movers, but you can still get a good one in the second round. So I, I'm not sure you can get a good tackle. You, you went into Indianapolis, you lost your throat, you had C- you lost your throat, you lost your voice. <laughs> you had Jerry Judy over Ceedee Lamb narrowly. Does the combine performance no. for Judy change that? I'm keeping it. Keeping it. Yes. All right. Other faller here was one of your guys. This guy better be falling out of the first round. I was oh, never man. in love with the tape, but I did buy into the fact that he was great at forcing missed tackles after the catch and things like that. I also loved him as an interview. I talked to him for about ten minutes. He's a super personable guy. Juwan Jennings of Tennessee had an absolutely atrocious combine this was honestly like surprising in ways i did not expect i didn't think he was going to run fast he runs a 472 at six foot three 215 pounds and then this is the killer you go under 30 inches on the vert at wide receiver he had a 29 inch vertical i mean that's puke worthy dude that's so bad like any guy there's like 
that's very, very <laughs> You're at a loss of like, words. They're just like any guy who's like can dunk a basketball can get around 30 inches. Yeah. You know, like if you're six foot. I should ask him if he could dunk. Like he might not be able to. That's a low number. So I talked to him before the drills. That's when you, you talk to all the players before they do run the drills. And I said, hey, you know, there's some questions about your top speed. People don't think you're going to run fast. Are you going to surprise some people? He said, honestly, no. <laughs> dude, <laughs> like I am not. said a, that, I was like, dude, this is going to be bad. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, we, we had that take on the podcast last week. But it's like, he's like, I'm not. If you want to go find a track athlete, go to some. Go to track and field. I'm a football player. I'm great after the catch. Blah, 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 blah. We, might, we might end up going to track and field, Jawan. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a concerning, concerning day Sorry. for Jawan Jennings. Unfortunate. That's, that guy's going to actually fall. Yeah. It's just like on the super, super low end. And it's just like you don't need that risk. That I, I mean, he's a quarterback term wide receiver. Still learning the position a lot in a lot of ways. I, I, again, the, the tape wasn't good enough to keep him in the first round, in my opinion. I think he falls even yeah. maybe even beyond day and, two. And, and it's like the whole why does Keenan Allen go in the – Third round, where yeah. second round, third round. Well, You're not like, comping I, him to Keenan Allen. Uh, well, yeah, he's one. He's not Keenan Allen. Two, it's like the history of guys who run yeah. four seven one. If you want to talk it about math, not good. If you want to talk about math and predictive power, like you're looking at an athlete that more often than not, and then some, does not translate in the NFL. Yeah. Lavisca so Chanel like, Jr. It's about risk assessment at that. Yes, point. exactly. Like, shh, he's a very talented player. Still very good after the catch. Bad you can, athlete. You can. You, you're not. It's not a zero sum game of if you're not drafting him, you're like. Drafting, like you can, dra- you can get a different good player mm-hmm. if you don't draft him. It might not be like maybe you didn't get Keenan Allen good, but maybe you still got someone who was good. Like, yeah, you, it's all about like assessing the risk at that point. And so the, the risk is a lot like, bigger now that he's this low percentile, exactly. low percentile athlete. All right, last exactly. faller here, last down is Lavisca Chanel Jr. and he's not going to fall significantly. Not like a Jawan. Not for reasons fall. you think. Yeah. yeah, not for reasons you think. The four five nine forty yard dash at his size wasn't great. Well, it's not four five eight. Four, and he five, pulled eight. up with the groin. Sorry. Four, five, eight, pulled up with the groin. Wasn't wasn't terrible for his size, but it wasn't what you expected with him. You expected him to do what Antonio Gibson did. Yes. You expected yes, him to yes, come yes, in at two, over point. 225 pounds and like a four three nine, just like light this thing on fire. But he didn't. The the big reason though why I put him on here and why you agree we put him on here for as a as a down or as a faller is the injuries, because another injury another pops injury. up. Yeah. Core, groin. He's had shoulder issues, I believe, feet. Like this guy's got injuries up and down. And for a player that when you project his use it's going to be running between the tackles. It's yeah. going to be getting the football near the line of scrimmage. It's going to be getting banged all the it's time. It's a high risk. It's a high role. risk role, and I think that's a huge concern. And I think we talked to other people in Indianapolis. We had several analysts on the show that aren't as high on Lavisca, and they bring up these same reasons. And the, you you go back to risk assessment. Yes. The injuries here for Lavisca are getting to the point where it's a concern enough for me to even think about back into the first, top end of the second. I even don't feel super comfortable. And the reason I love Lavisca. Is because I think he's a sure thing in that role. Yes. If the ball in his hands, he's a sure thing. When healthy. He's super, he's, yeah, he's incredible with his ball in his hands. Henry Ruggs is a sure thing in terms of being a deep threat. 427 yeah. is a deep threat when you're that explosive. It's going to be. And he has good ball skills. So at that point, one guy's sure thing is deep threat. One guy's a sure thing with the ball in his hands. Uh, I thought LaVisca could develop into a deep threat, and that's why I had him higher. But like, LaVisca could also not play like half your games for his career because he's yeah. getting injured. And, because, and he could be robbed of some of that sort of Man. explosiveness very quickly if the injuries do pile up. So I do think it that, sucks to put a guy down like that because like, injuries just, are out of his control. It's just, yeah, it is. But it's also like a fact of life at this point that there's been so many. Unfortunate Unfortunately. for LaVisca because I love the kid too. Good, good head on his shoulders. Great character. Like He's going to nail the interview process. And I think on a better day, 100% healthy. Is he our first it? player interview? He was our first. He was our first player interview on the two for one drafts podcast, but on a better day when fully healthy, Lavisca Chenault blows up the combine, especially if they run him at eight a.m. Yeah. like they did before. Yeah, but Lavisca, 
turned into bad combine. And that was or, not, we're not even see pro day because he's going to be hurt for it. Man, that is unfortunate for him. All right, tight ends here. Moving, let's move a little bit quicker. Uh, tight ends, some ups here. Chase Claypool. I mean, he's in the tight ends for us. I talked to him. I was like, so you're oh. buying into this tight end thing. You put on nine pounds between the senior bowl and the combine. He said, no, I accidentally drank a lot of water. I want to play a versatile role, big slot, slot receiver, maybe even some outside. And then he tests through the roof. Yeah, you have him in tight end here. Where do you see Chase Claypool? That's where I see him. Okay, go. Yeah. Give me a la- elaborate. I mean, I think you just you have to play that guy. You, like the whole big slot doesn't force the defense into you know heavier personnel. If you treat this guy as a tight end, if you like you teach him to block in line and actually use him in that role, and he gets respectable enough, sort of like an Evan Ingram, you you can then all of a sudden call him a tight end, and that's when that's when like the. Differences, then he gets matched up as, against a safety instead of a slot cornerback. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets matched up against someone that's a favorable matchup instead of, you know, what hasn't necessarily been over the course of his career. To go to to go to his combine, six foot four, two hundred thirty eight pounds, and uh, came with a four four two forty yard dash, which is very impressive for a player of his size. And he had a forty and a half inch vertical. I, I mean, explosive, good speed, like it's absurd size. I'm still with you though. Teach this guy to block in line. If you want to play him in the slot, sometimes that's fine. Like I'm fine with that. But like teach yeah, him mean, to like, block in line, so that it's way when, pers- when when defensive personnels account for him, they count for him as a tight end. Yeah. They count for him in that way, so that way he is going against linebackers, he is going against safeties rather than slot corners because that's that's the better matchup. It's not oh yeah he can actually play outside receiver. No, like that doesn't give you mm-hmm. a significant advantage over actually playing him in the slot or in that, even at tight end. All right. Albert Okui Bunam also had a fantastic combine. Really, well, he mic dropped it. One one drill. He knew he was going to blaze a forty one four four nine. Yeah, I mean that That's was all he did. And I so I got ripped. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. If you do follow two four drafts, I went on a Missouri radio station. I did. I don't think he's going to test well. I don't think he's athletic. He proved me wrong a little bit. Proved me wrong a little bit. But I will say this: I didn't run into a single person there that thought he was going to test that well. No, and yeah, I agree. Like I didn't dude, think has, I, I went back and watched all this like straight line t- kind of player. Like that's why he didn't, you know, do any of the drills. Like he, he struggles to run routes. I went back and watched all of his targets. He never turned on the Jets. Like they, like they rarely ever turned on the Jets. They asked him to run a lot at the intermediate level. He kind of looked like he was finding space more than he was trying to beat opposition. I think with him again, like yes, he has Set that straight counter. line speed, and I think it's interesting. But how much are you actually going to move him up just based off a forty yard dash? Um, some you can you can win at tight end with speed. Mm-hmm. Like if drag routes, vertical seams, that sort of thing. Like we've said with Noah Fant, like if you're that level of fast, you can just beat a linebacker across the, you know, mm-hmm. across the field. You can do stuff with that, especially if it's your tight end too. I think that's very much moving him up some boards. All right, Cole Komet also had a good combine there in Indy. Notre Dame guy, Golden Domer. If you haven't listened to the Brady Quinn Mike Renner show, it's a new <laughs> podcast and it's on our podcast for some reason. A couple of weeks from last week, you should. I was definitely on the outside looking in. Very good podcast. They love every Notre Dame guy there at the combine, but Cole Komet actually turned into good performance. Yeah, four seven at two sixty. It was a ton of slow forties for the tight ends, and he runs a four seven at two sixty two. Like two, it's a good time for him. Really good. Yes, dude. He's saying he was going to get up to two seventy, which like why? But uh, but four sevens can still move at that 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 weight, and he's kind of the he's more of the. I was saying like Jerry Judy's not going to shrug a guy off him. Pretty much all of Cole Komet's missed tackles, broken tackles over the course of his career is him shrugging guys off him. You know the the Gronk special sort of. So that's that's who he's going to be at the next level. And to then jump thirty seven inches, powerful dude, explosive dude at that weight. 
All right, we're going to move forward here to some of the downs at tight end. It was a slow we'll start. We'll, we'll get through these. Quicker. Yeah, it was Just a so. slow, slow group, slow, unathletic tight end group. Hunter Bryant, oh my gosh, it was not a Blanca. good combine for him. We did not expect Hunter Bryant to run that slow. We thought he could have been a, a low four fours guy. Yeah, I think he put on some bad weight there because, mm-hmm. like I said, listed at two forty, didn't look quite two forty, but then comes in at two forty eight. Like he's like, oh, I want to be you know Mister inline mm-hmm. tight end. Then blazes uh, blazes in quotation marks a four seven four forty, which is just like I, I, I tweeted it before the combine. Like if you're un, if you're not under four seven the tight end position, it's not going to be dynamic. It's just yeah. tough. Like if you're not outrunning linebackers, I don't know if that's you, you're how, not how get I, open. I just know? don't know how representative the four seven four is of his tape though. Like there are times where you think he can turn it on, where he can be fast. I think he's smooth. I mean, like the seven oh eight cone is good at mm-hmm. that size. He's smooth, but like the four seven four is. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think is he still tight end down. one on PFS board? That one's going to be it's up for debate still. Check in tomorrow for the Tuesday update. You will find out. But I mean, Hunter uh, Hunter Bryant not a good combine for him. Whether he put on bad weight, whether it was from the you know late testing, whatever it was, it was not what we expected. Mm-hmm. Harrison Bryant also did not I think test even well. worse for Harrison. Yes, Bryant. I mean he's like now in like bottom five percentile athlete at the position. He didn't yeah, every single drill he did. So four seven three forty thirteen bench reps thirty two and a half inch vert. Uh, 110 inch broad. I couldn't do it quick enough in my head. Uh, I think it's like a nine four or something. Seven four one seven four one three cones is, is ugly. Four three seven shuttle also not great and all undersized at 243 pounds. So like below average across the board athletic profile at undersized tight end is a recipe for not seeing. I will say this targets in the NFL. I will say this: if there's a position where like you're watching the tape and it's maybe the hardest to kind of predict. Athleticism, it might be that one because you rarely see so them turn it on. Five yards, yeah. You rarely see them turn it on. A lot of their routes are varying speeds. I, I feel like it is difficult yeah. unless you really see. You're like finding a hole in the zone, kind of up the seam. You're not yeah. like sprinting up the seam because then you can't react to a football. So exactly. you got like kind of like jog it up the seam. All right, Jared Pinkney, a former draft crush of Mike Renner. I think that <sighs> is officially dead in the ground. Tombstone is up because the Vanderbilt tight end did not have a good combine. He posted a five flat unofficial, and you were literally crying in the hotel room. I saw tears coming out of your eyes. It got down to. A four nine eight. It felt like when I ran a five flat unofficial, <laughs> all over again. Flashbacks. But four nine eight forty yard dash of Jared Pinkney did not test well in other ways. I mean, this guy did not have a good Senior Bowl. Did not have a good twenty nineteen season. It's getting to the point where we're talking about Jared Pinkney even as a day three option is a bit rich. He had such a weird build too. It was like he was built like Tristan Wirfs. <laughs> like you hate to see that's it. not a good tight end build though. I still agree. I still agree wholeheartedly with your build. comp. Like your comp, Jared Pinkney is Antonio Gates about four years ago. But just like yeah, just like towards the end of the, of his career when it that's was funny. like Antonio Gates kind of shaking a guy in the red zone. Uh, you know, maybe getting known for a few scores a year, but like. If you're targeting him more than ten yards downfield, you're gonna have a bad time. Yep. All right. Moving to Bryson Hopkins of Purdue, weighed in at six foot four, two hundred forty five pounds, only a four six six forty yard dash. Some concerning times in the agility drills. Uh, he, he, again, this was a guy that the expectations were high. Like was, him, he, him and Hunter Bryant yeah. both had high expectations. Bryson Hopkins and Hunter Bryant, they failed to deliver. And when you fail to meet expectations, you're going to get highlighted as a loser. I say he looked like the most athletic tight end in the class on tape like he yes. looked like he should have been running which still still should be valued him or steven sullivan and steven sullivan obviously like gained a much weight how about that change direction him look like a tight end oh yeah his, he's not a loser because like you could tell that but uh, four six two twenty yards yes he had like the worst and i think his cone was awful too but no but hopkins the purdue tight end like i said i expected him to test like in the four or five range i thought that was his value was being that guy in an offense and being that vertical threat, but a four six six, you're just not going to be quite the vertical. Like you're not going to be 
you're not going to be Kelsey. You're not going to be Kittle. Those yeah. guys ran a lot faster. Yep. All right, moving to the offensive tackle class, have three guys to highlight. Um, Tristan Wirfs. I mean, we talked about it at the top of the podcast, but this guy's built like something we've never seen, tested like something we've never seen, like a guy who over 200 or something over 320 pounds. I tweeted it recently. He's like got the best broad, best vertical, and best 40 of a guy who's ever weighed in at over 320 pounds. I also tweeted like his, his, his measurables and comparisons to Trent Williams are very, very similar. This guy is a rare, rare breed. And that's the thing is 320 is a horse for an offensive tackle. Like usually you see the guys who blow it up in the right 300. around the 300 mark. You know, they're, they look lean. They look like they could play tight end. Tristan Morris doesn't look like he played tight end. He looks like he'd be Jerry Pickney if he played Ted Ed. Like <laughs> four, eight, five, and then those broad and vertical jump are stupid for a guy three hundred twenty pounds. And I think he's just you know as a run blocker looks Watch like a the video. sure thing. And then the, the cone <laughs> and shuttle are pretty legit as well. So this guy, and then thirty four inch arms also tick that box wholesale. So I think an over ten in chance. Like there's not a box dude didn't check at this point. That that's about as good a combine as you can. As I can remember. Watch Tristan Wirfs' broad jump. It looks abs- absurd. Like, it legitimately does not look real. And with Tristan Wirfs, too, in, the, in Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock draft, he has him going number four to the New York Giants, not Mekhi Becton. First tackle off the board. Mm. So if you want to talk about a I big combine. I'm just going to say it. That's just because you got to change it up sometimes. Yeah, You think Dave Gettleman's going to fall in love? I think Dave Gettleman has to be in love already with yep. Mekhi Becton. Are you yeah. kidding me? I don't know. But it's hard we'll not see. to be in love with Tristan Wirfs. Yeah, I know. You said like he a- checked a lot of boxes in Indy, and we knew he was going to test well. He was the top free on Bruce Feldman's freaks list. He was going to be a monster here, but to see what he did, like break records, see what he did, was honestly super, super impressive. I was going to say, that's like the fact that Jedrick Wills, who had himself one, uh, one of the better combines of all time also, I was predicting like elite, and he still delivered, and like he still has a very good, pretty much across-the-board athletic profile, is not getting talked about because we had a handful of guys who were much freakier than him at yep. this combine. All right, jumping to those guys, Ezra Cleveland, the Boise State offensive wow. tackle. Hello. If Tristan Wurst didn't have, you know, 60-inch ham hocks as thighs and blow up this combine. I think we'd be talking a lot more about Ezra Cleveland, but he jumped up into the first round of your latest mock draft. This guy's going to have some significant buzz heading into April's draft. Uh, just so he had the fastest three-cone of anyone in attendance, any offensive lineman, seven two six fastest shuttle, four four six. Those were That shuttle tied Jalen Rager from TCU, and his cone was better than Jalen Rager's. That's like what we're talking about. Jalen Rager, one of the most explosive wide receivers in college football. He was more agile than that guy. Uh testing-wise, at least, and then put up 30 reps on the bench. And the history of guys who have elite cones and shuttles at the tackle position is very good. When you mm-hmm. can have that change of direction ability, it bodes well for you in pass protection. When you have the ability to basically, like, pass protection, a good portion of it is simply the ability to stay in front of a guy. And not a lot of people are 6'6 with 33-plus-inch arms and can move like that. And yep. so I think Ezra Cleveland, teams are going to see that and be like, you know, he's been pretty good in Boise in pass protection, but obviously the level of competition is a concern. But he also now has pretty obviously the traits that could do it at the NFL level too. Andrew Thomas, another guy who's going up after the combine, six foot five, three hundred and fifteen pounds, but he came in with some 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 arms, man. Thirty six inch arms with ten and a quarter inch hands. He's got some measurables like teams are really, really going to like. Can he even like feel the tips of his fingers? I don't, I, that I don't think so. Do your nerves still work? I actually asked him, he said no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's got the real those are the real questions you've got to be asking these guys. But he he again, another guy across the board, tick the box is one of the better Three cones there, seven five eight. One of the better shuttles, four six six. A five two two forty, not exceptional, but then over a thirty inch vertical uh, is very good. A nine foot one inch broad jump, also very good. So like this guy, like this OT class 
is we're gonna it's gonna go down in history. One yeah. of the better ones of all time. I mean, we said that going into it's a very athletic group with a ton of talent at the top, and now Ezra Cleveland kind of enters that conversation. Andrew Thomas was our offensive tackle one heading into the combine. I think he stays put there after a good week. Downs for the tackle position, it's Trey Adams, and it's not because or just because of the video that was leaked from an NFL interview. No, honesty is a good thing. I kind of right. respected it. I respected it, but also here's my take: he's asking for a bigger an appendage. This dude's already massive. Like how? how what, what's <laughs> going on here like how much bigger does it get anyway trey adams when you're that weight though you lose a few inches really yeah i didn't know that you didn't like with the fat just from the fat on your like when you lose fat, oh i got you, you. get a few inches back oh that makes sense okay yeah. well, well trey adams in addition to the comment <laughs> had a very very bad combine yes i mean he he did three drills he did the 40 he did the vertical jump. He did the broad jump. He had the worst in all three of those drills for mm-hmm. the offensive lineman. I don't know how he can have a worse combine. I mean, and more the drills medicals, and getting the worse. medicals. Yeah. Uh, did, did he pass the medical? I, I think he know, passed but, the medicals, but still, there's a ton of injury history. Yeah, but he there. does have the injury history, yeah. And then the, maybe the best combine answer of all time. I just don't know how much that props you up. Yeah, we can't really talk about that much more, but you guys should go look it up. Definitely do if it. You haven't heard All right, it. last down for the offensive tackle position, then we'll jump to interior offensive line and let you guys go. Isaiah Wilson. Not the best combine. I mean, you compare him to Mekhi Becton, he did not have the same same athleticism. So I said before in a scouting report, if you go get the PFF draft guide, which if you're listening, you have to have the PFF draft guide. I assume you have to be nuts about the draft. Come on. And you would have it at this point. But what I said about him was he has to be kind of in a play action or a situation where he can get his hands on guys early. Mm-hmm. Because if he's in space, it gets ugly. And he might not even touch. Maybe like him. Orlando Brown. Yeah, similar. Like this was a similar. Like Orlando Brown went to the best scheme for him. As much as like, and it's like, oh, you know, one of the biggest combine, whatever. But like Orlando Brown's perfect because he gets protected with a lot of tight ends, and he gets to have his hands on guys right away with that scheme. And then once he gets hands on you, it's over. You're not gonna like. You're not gonna get away from him at that point. But out in space, it can get ugly. But eight two six three cone. One of the worst times there. A 507 shuttle over eight and over five is a bad combination. Not that, a lot of guys that have success to tackle with that combination of cone and shuttle. You just hate to see that. All right. But interior. He crazy. Like this dude is for 350 pounds, he might have been physically, just how he was built, more impressive looking than Mikai Becton. Like yeah. The guy was, it did not Deepest look like Deepest voice, he, too. Oh, my God. That voice was absurd. It yeah. like commanded a room there. That voice, like, it sounded fake. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know you could get that deep of a voice. But. Also, like, he just, like, if he probably didn't look like he could have lost, like, 20 to 30 pounds. Like, it didn't look like he had that much on him. Oh, really? Wow. All right, interior offensive line. uh, Let's let's blow through these here. First, uh, uh, Matt Hennessy and Danny Pinter. Both of those guys going up after a good week. It could scoot, man. Hennessy, the Temple uh, center. He looked really smooth in the on-field drills. Had a really nice cone, really nice shuttle. He actually, I think, had the second best behind Ezra Cleveland of all the guys in in the draft uh, that tested in both of those drills. So that's good for him, those moving skills at center. Zone kind of center, I think will serve him well. Um, and then Pinter, a little known guy out of Ball State, actually played tackle there. Um, projection on the inside, did had under 32 inch arms. But man, you're at 4'9, 140. Uh, and the guy with good cone, good shuttle. He can pick um, it up and put him down. So I watched him in the on field drills. They asked yeah. him to kind of, I could hear the coach saying, you know, you're moving your feet quick, cover more ground. I did see that a little bit, but he can he can move his feet pretty quickly. Yeah. And I think you saw that in the testing with Pinter. You like these guys that can scoop? Yep. Another guy that's going up is Natani Muti. Did, oh. did not test. I talked to him at. It's going length. up and it's going down 44 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I talked to him before all the testing, and dude said, I asked him about the crazy stuff we brought 
brought up on the podcast before. Can you lift a moose? Some people say he said yes. I asked, <laughs> can, can you eat a 10 by 10 at In-N-Out, which is 10 patties and 10 slices of cheese? He said, yes, but you can't order a 10 by 10 at In-N-Out. You have to order mm-hmm. a 5 by 5 and a 5 by 5 He said, but I've eaten one of those in one sitting. Can you do a 5 by 5 by 5 Can you do a quince is what you're saying? 15. Would do you know 25? Yeah. No. no, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right? I was multiplying them because it oh. was like, by f- okay. Gotcha. Anyway, Which well, also be then multiplication by aside. Natani Muti blew it up in the interview process. Super nice guy. He said he wasn't going to test. He said he was at 90% for a foot injury, but doesn't want to test it until he's 100%. He's going to test at the pro day, but put up 44 reps in the bench press and he was moving that way i will say this his chest is so big that he yeah. did not have to move the it wasn't bar going very far but yeah i will say this though he he told me in the interview he's like i'm gonna beat the record like it's it's no problem i'll beat the record but he was saying there's some stuff about not being able to warm up and i don't know whatever yeah. it was it's like he's like i didn't beat guys it, were but... saying they got there too quick like mm-hmm. they went from just from one thing and then like they'd roll them and usually like you do some push-ups like get yeah. the chest warm they weren't able to do that going in that's unfortunate because i think he could have beat oh, it. i really do this guy he, beat the record in the last year of the bench press would have been too perfect because I mean he's like the legend. When's the guy. last year of the six yard shuttle? By the way, no one even runs. They didn't run thing. it this year. Uh, I th- think, I've I seen a couple. I, th- I saw a couple people run it. I no? don't think they ran it this year. Oh wow, interesting. Good, Thank good God. to hear though. Yeah. All right, last two guys we're going to bring up. These guys are some losers, some downs from the 2020 NFL scouting combine. Calvin Throckmorton. Oh man, it was not. It was, it, he's not an athlete. He's not a very athletic. And not moving. just not an athlete. He's like one of the worst athletes to ever test out <laughs> the comp. Like it was just all around. Every everything he did was bad. Yeah, it was unfortunate for him. But I mean, he has like the production's good. He's played a ton. Yeah. If you want to get back into that, he's got a lot of experience. I th- but I think what that means is he's a center because center is probably the position where athleticism matters the least, mm-hmm. depending on your skill. But like, good athleticism is great at that position. Though. I mean, it, it, it can help you depending, like I said, depending on your scheme. If you're going to get your center out on the move a lot, mm-hmm. but if your center is going to be like head up blocking a nose tackle a lot, might as well have him in. That could be Throckmorton. Yeah, he's got a great last name too. If you're going to name scout, you might as well start him. All right, Tyre Phillips, the Mississippi State guy, did not have a good week either. Yeah, another guy where you could tell he was kind of limited, change direction wise, but like. The testing went real bad. Uh, not even didn't even hit eight feet in the broad jump, twenty five inch vertical. That's like standing on your tiptoes when you're that big. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight one seven three cone and a five one one shuttle. Yikes. Yes, numbers. Although that's not the worst vertical I've seen at the combine. I know. I think Jeff Schwartz actually had a worse vertical. He did like twenty two something. But there was an offensive lineman from Florida State yeah. four years ago whose name is now escaping me, who did 19 and a half. Oh, man. Which I honestly think at when you're like a six foot five guy, that might be your shoe size. Mm-hmm. And like that might just be like raising your to your tiptoes when like you do a flat foot and then like you can get up there. I don't know. And then like extending your like <laughs> gotcha, shoulder out of your gotcha. scapula. So yeah. don't uh, don't draft the guys with the 19 and a half inch verticals. That is, that is bad. Yeah. That is legit bad. All right. I want to start ending the podcast with this, by the way. A highlight, low light from uh, the, the week or wherever we're at. But give me a highlight from uh, Indianapolis. We're going to do this every week? No, nah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, give me a highlight from Indianapolis. A highlight from Indianapolis. Um, God, that's good. Dude, you have nothing. Have, it was all a blur. I'll start. I'll you start. My highlight, you, you we talked to a ton of thing. great people in Indianapolis. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, you got to Danny Kelly. We talked to Charles McDonald. You didn't make to that mm-hmm. interview, but it was great. Also talked to Kev Cole, who works here at PFF, but he was awesome. I and mean, we talked to some great guys. I have one more highlight before you give me yours. But waking up, seeing you in fully dressed, asleep on top of the bed covers at the hotel was reminiscent of just how rough of a night you had. But it was fantastic to see. Dude, yeah, I was fully dressed in like dress clothes, too. It was uh, that was not my best morning, but all right, highlight was the the Brady Quinn interview. Yes, that was great. Yeah, I mean, me and Brady, 
for the first time. The Golden Domers. Legend. I mean, just chopping up. You guys are starting your own Irishman. podcast, right? Hopefully. Is it this one? Am I getting off of it? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Well, then, uh, yeah, that's going to help. Low light. You had lo- no, low light. Yeah, let's do a low light. Low light probably was not having you on for serious. Having the sub you in for Steve Palzola was absolute bummer. I mean, it, it was still a good show, whatever it was, but I needed my guy there. No, low light was eating that egg sandwich that George brought us. Uh, oh, that God. That was like what we ordered that was just like inedible. Calling it a sandwich is a disservice to sandwiches. That thing sucked. <laughs> I ate like... I ate no one ate any of them, so I ended up just p- picking out like six that, pieces of cheese. Which is almost more gross sandwiches. than even considering Because I just didn't even want to eat the whole thing. You're but gross. It had a good piece of cheese on it, so I ate the cheese. That's going to do it from the crew of Two for One Drafts, Austin Gale, Mike Renner. Make sure you tune in, but this is it. Two for One Drafts. 